This week's episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Marvel Pricing. Yeah, it was $3.99 for a little while. Now it's $4.99 for some things. But do you think you've got us figured out? Oh no. It's also $5.99 sometimes. But don't don't get too comfortable. Sometimes it'll be $6.99, maybe $7.99. There's no reason. Well, there's a quote-unquote anniversary issue, maybe, or, you know, an extra-sized issue, which is like five more pages. You know, let's stop messing around. We all know we're going to go straight to nine ninety nine, and there's nothing you can do about it, because we'll do what we want, okay? So just buy the comic and shut your mouth. We're Marvel! Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 739 for Comics originally coming out June the 7th and June the 8th. But before Drew and I get to what's coming up, yo, or local comic book shops this coming Tuesday or Wednesday. Drew, I hope you're all caught up on Obi-Wan because it's been a fun ride. Yeah, well, halfway through. Um, so you're not caught up. Oh, you, oh, well, halfway, halfway through, we have three. We gotcha. have three down, three to go. Uh, third being the best, I think. Um, really enjoyed that episode a lot. And uh, but yeah, I've enjoyed the whole thing. Very good. And yeah, I want more than six episodes though. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I t- trying to explain things. The w- wife asks questions throughout. <laughs> um, she. Is a now st- you know how I, I feel right. when Star Wars w- stuff comes out. When I, yeah, now I know exactly how you feel when I go, Durr, what's, who's that? Um, and yeah, so she's limited to the movies, but basically the original trilogy is her jam, and then the prequels she watched once, and the final trilogy, I don't know that she got through them all. So... What she's now pr- proposed is that we need to um, watch in order uh, all nine of those, plus I guess Solo and Rogue One and mm-hmm. uh, to get caught up. And she's seen The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, so she's current there. Um, but like like me, she doesn't do the cartoons. Shame. For shame, for shame. But hey, any excuse you can get to rewatch the trilogies, I say you do it. Yeah. And that was a, there was a lot of Phantom Menace uh, referenced. A lot of the original prequel, the prequel referenced during that recap before Obi-Wan started. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot in there. Um, so you... you you, you can't dismiss it. Good stuff. <laughs> yes, very much so. But yeah, great, great, um, great look and feel. Loved a lot of the characters. I thought it was really great. I don't know why people are so upset about uh, Third Sister. It doesn't make. I don't get that. I really enjoyed her. Um, I will give the opportunity to explain a few things, but other than that, she must have a teleportation skill I do not understand. Because she catches us up to people or gets ahead of people? Yeah, she just magically caught up to the at the end of episode three. Would you see the way she was like bounding and using the force to propel herself ac- across those rooftops? 
Mm-hmm. That was pretty quick. She was moving lot, pretty not fast. Not a lot of rooftops uh, in in that place they were at. And uh, she also didn't know where the end was to that tunnel, unless we get uh, more story later that she might have. But uh, who knows? Just yeah, I was curious how she got to the ahead of the girl in the tunnel. The girl? I thought she got to the tunnel after, you know. You mean Leia? So it was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> how she got up, how she got ahead of her in and was like waiting. But I thought, I was like, how did that happen? But so maybe we'll get a scene to find out how that worked. But yeah, Hopefully we'll get something. We also get a, you know, interesting. we have Vader as the most powerful, one of the more powerful force users in the galaxy. Can't walk by and pinpoint somebody out where they are using the force. He can feel them ne- near and all that stuff. But third sister has not only the ability to uh, see through every wall and, track people perfectly so she's uh she may be one of the most powerful in the galaxy yeah i i really assumed darth was just like oh there's there's obi-wan <laughs> over there yeah. peeking behind a thing because they're like in tune with each other right he just knew it, he was around that's why he decided to just straight up murk everybody he found to make him pop out yeah and then but i guess he did because he like he went and found him to battle so you know, he zoomed in on him. And I loved how, like, Obi-Wan is, like, running mm-hmm. at his top speed. And then Darth just does the lumber. You know, yeah. the, Darth, the Darth Vader lumber. And he's, like, completely catches up every time. I'm like, that's cool. That's just, like, the brisk a brisk walk. And he catches him every time. <laughs> so cool. But a but very... Yeah, nitpicks very aside, it was great. Yeah, it's been great. Give me more. Yes, absolutely. It's nice to have the the Wednesday item. Does it drop Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. Or Thursday? It's, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday, I believe. Oh, is it? I thought, because I was thinking it was Thursday. Yeah. So is what I remember. Maybe I just didn't watch it. I didn't watch it until Thursday. <laughs> there you go. So that's probably why. Uh, we had some interesting uh, comic book executive news, you know, for those of you who in, in your fantasy leagues. <laughs> yeah, your comic um, book executive and editor <laughs> fantasy leagues. Yeah. Uh, Joe Quesada has left Marvel after 22 years uh, at the helm. Um, Let me guess, to was, start a sub stack. <laughs> oh, he'll end up at one of, he'll, he'll end up somewhere, yeah. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, like what era he was in charge of. I, I knew he'd been around for a while. Um, so on our Slack, um, when Adam one was talking about some of the things that he, he was responsible for during his run, was the Straczynski Spider-Man run, the Bendis Daredevil run, the Brubaker Captain America run, the entire Ultimate line, um all happened on his watch. Um, and those are some top quality runs right there. I think lately the post, uh, Axel Alonzo and the Akira guy that's at the helm now. Um, I don't think he's had much of a role, so maybe that's why he's phased out. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, 22 years later, he decides to go off. 
time to retire or go on to something different. Probably. You see a lot of creative people just want to do different things. Yes, yes. And then. um, Which is why I'd never do anything different. <laughs> not creative, is that what you're saying? Nope, steady Eddie. <laughs> and uh, Bleeding Cool, the crappiest website in the world, um, <laughs> reports that Bill Jameis uh, is leaving AWA and may have had a split with the other com- company, Bigwig, over NFTs. He wanted to do them, the other guy didn't. So. Um, and, I want uh, crypto. It, I want NFTs. Yeah, and you know we AWA has been you know crushing it. Yeah, no doubt. And so I'm I'm hoping he was not the creative uh, editorial leader finding and procuring these great titles, and when he leaves, it just it dries up because. Yeah, AWA has been fantastic. So that would be a shame. Or maybe he goes to somebody else and makes them dynamite as well—not dynamite, but better as well. <laughs> maybe he could make dynamite better. Maybe he goes to dynamite, and makes dynamite, dynamite. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> and now it is time for the Marvel previews to see what those yeah. good guys. We got a hundred pages of Marvel preview goodness. Um, I bet you there's a lot of X books. June for August 2022. Of course, Drew and I like to go through the previews and kind of see if anything pops out that we think is spec-worthy, raid-worthy, or just to, to see the general direction of where the market is going. And from our cover, the market is going straight towards children and Fortnite. Yeah. So that's where our cover is leading us. Each first print issue unlocks a digital cosmetic for Fortnite. Woohoo! Costing Kyle money. Amen. Now I've got to buy two copies. Yeah. If he and you're, are you going to tell him or is he going to nope, come to you? Nope. Nope. He was annoying when I told him about the first ones. He was like, "When's it come? When's 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 it come?" So you're, so he's not, you're, he's not even going to know about this one. Correct. Never know what happened. Because <laughs> he does, he's not a fan of the podcast. Yes, he doesn't. He doesn't listen. He's not a Patreon member, so he gets no perks. <laughs> no, no perks for him. But we will talk about things like Spider Man One Thousand and Fortnite later because we are going to start with. Judgment Day, AXE, three of six. So we're going to start with a book we've already talked about 14,000 times. And that's... The Karen Gillen the, X book. That's our lead. That's our lead blurb. Yes. Axe, Judgment Day, three of six. Avengers X-Men Eternals, for those of us who weren't paying attention to what Axe means. Yes. Yes, right. That was not... So we've got three of six, we've got four of six, and then we've got two of three on Death of Mutants. And then we got more mutant books. So X Men Red, Marauders, Immortal X Men, X Men Fourteen. Kyle, you, I really wish you were an X Man guy so that you could tell me what I'm missing out on this. So I don't if I were this. an X reader, I don't know that I would have time for this podcast because I'd be too really too busy reading things like X Force and yeah. weird Fantastic Four books and weird. You know, the 75 Wolverine books and everything. But. Yeah. Now, I I say that, I agree with you, but then I also read a lot of Batman books. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so, Amazing Spider-Man 10 is actually a, a Judgment Day tie-in. So, I read, mm-hmm. I read Amazing. So, I will get a little taste of AXE. We'll see what Zeb Wells has to say about AXE. Yes. And I do read Fantastic Four. Uh, it forty-seven is also a tie-in, so I'll get a little more of a taste. 
But that's probably all of the crossovers I have, unless Moon Knight also ties in later. And then several pages later, we are back to Fortnite Cross Marvel Zero War number three of that five issue series. Of course, we have all kinds of covers with Fortnite people next to Marvel people. Uh, Kyle, I don't even know. I don't really even know what the page. digital unlock is, but I'm sure I will have to find it. Yeah. Okay. Like shenanigans. What shenanigans are you calling on four and five? Uh, I'm calling shenanigans on Amazing Fantasy 1000. Yes, absolutely. Um, have there been a thousand issues of Amazing Fantasy? Really? Legitimately? A thousand no. issues? Um, and it says it hits, a, it hits the issue a thousand. Like 15 was the first Spider-Man, and that was like just in the 60s, right? Yeah. So how did we get to a thousand since the sixties? And Spider Man came after it and it's not in the, it's not at a thousand. I mean, was it like a weekly for like years or something? I I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy that number. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to see if and, and you know, Amazing Spider-Man was just Amazing Fantasy was just not around for years and years while I was a comic reader. Yeah, the reason we got Spider-Man on Amazing Fantasy 15 is because it was a dying book, and that was the last issue of Amazing Fantasy. So he was finally allowed to put Spider-Man on it because it no longer had a future. <laughs> so maybe, okay, so maybe there was uh, that was a new volume, and, and there's yeah. like 850 before that run where Spider-Man was introduced or something? <laughs> I, I'm, I guess I'll have to do some research because I just don't believe it. I don't believe there's a thousand. Eh. But they do creative math all the time. This they do. And they always, they all, I I mean, it shocked, a lot of these shocked me. I didn't even believe Electra hit a hundred. Eh. So, who am I to know? Right? <laughs> So when I go to my good friends at comicbookrealm.com, yes. um, I see 12 issues of Amazing Fantasy starting in 1962. Okay. Yeah, I see I see maybe 100 books. <laughs> what? What is going on? Is this a typo? Okay. Well, okay. So, Amazing Fantasy previously became Amazing Adult Fantasy. This is one of those Let things where they're they're changing many a name. Yeah. So there's okay. So there's, but none of them have long runs. Yeah. Like, exactly. None of them have long runs. Yeah. So I'm not. I, yeah. Anything with the word amazing and fantasy in it, I'm giving. I'll give you credit for all of them. <laughs> and you're still not there. You're still not at 200 books. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's probably some kind of Wikipedia deep dive I'm going to have to do. Because, yeah, the books, it happened in, in 62. There were some amazing fantasies. In 2000, we revived it. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, we revived it. Other than that, no amazing fantasy happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
So are we taking the numbers from Amazing Fantasy and the numbers from Spider-Man and smushing them together? Our thousandth issue of... We're going to celebrate our thousandth issue of Amazing Fantasy. Oh, what am I missing, folks? How is this even possible? Fuzzy map. Right off the bat, if you're asking how Amazing Fantasy got to 1,000, well, it's really more of a figurative number meant to celebrate the anniversary, more than an actual legacy number. Though maybe if you count the entire, almost 900-issue run of Amazing Spider-Man alongside the relatively few issues of Amazing Fantasy that have been published over the decades, you might get there. So this is complete BS, completely arbitrary. So what they've essentially done is take the day that... Spider-Man came out and just say, if we'd given one a month, we'd be on a thousand, I think. That is just baloney. Yeah. I mean, this is why, you know, people don't trust, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's go. <laughs> what? Because stuff like this, man, you just, it just. It just undermines. You sound so much like a hippie. Issue. Yeah, man. Like seriously, this isn't even right, man. This is just a buzz. This is a harsh in my buzz, man. Because <laughs> how could they do that? Why would they do that? <laughs> you know what, Drew? Because they can. This is, uh, you have. I mean, you have so many legit. Do you? I don't even know anymore. Uh, do <laughs> no. you have legit? Legacy? When you have to put out these books, okay. So this is an eight dollar book, Drew. Yeah. So if you want eight dollars for your books, you're gonna have to think of a good reason. You can't get eight dollars out of Amazing Fantasy seventy eight. <laughs> you have to. You have exactly. to make it into a thousand. Well, this is dumb. Dumb. Yes, this is possibly one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. That we are literally taking, you know, sixty book run and calling it a thousand yeah. is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. So this is basically just You could have just said sixtieth anniversary. It's sixtieth anniversary. Yeah. Sixtieth anniversary, that's fun. Do that. Yeah. Do that. We did. We you could get eight bucks out of a 60th anniversary book, but yeah. not a lie, not a blatant lie. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. You know what? Next time I renew my driver's license, I'm putting that I weigh 145 pounds because if they can get away with this, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Well, my my weight hasn't changed since high school. Oh my god. <laughs> so. They like. They smirk at me. Yeah, you sure? I'm still the same. They're pudgy. <laughs> <laughs> Is our cousin still working the DMV? Is that what she yeah. said? <laughs> yeah, she retired. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on from Deception Lies and Bullcrap, let's move on to Ultraman number one. Yes. Is it number one, though? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. We have started over again. Uh-huh. And we have the photo variant cover with the old weird cover, but I actually kind of like those. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Edge of the Spider-Verse, number one. Yeah, keep keep going with these. I like these. Go back to the well. They're fun, usually in some new and exciting way, um, introducing interesting characters. Keep doing it. I like it. All right, so they are explaining Edge of the Spider-Verse more than they were explaining Amazing Fantasy 1000. <laughs> the end of the Spider-Verse is coming, and then they give a Webster's definition. Edge, noun, the outermost limit of an object. 
Two, the sharp side of a blade. The leading edge of the Spider-Verse brought you Spider-Gwen and Penny Parker. This final, this final edge will introduce you to some of the most important characters in the future of the Spider-Verse. But it will also slice the final strand of the web. Oh, are we down to the final strand of the web? Apparently we are on the final strand Ooh. of the web. In this issue, Spider-Man Noir, Arana's new status quo, Spider-Rex, and more. Do we know Spider-Rex? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think that was the first... The first volume character. Gotcha. Um, probably buy all these because I'm if they're if this, this is the last time they're doing this, they're going to sneak somebody else in. Oh yeah, pull out all the stops. And yeah. Slot's doing it. Is your boy? Yeah, my is. Oh, well, okay. So the first issue is Dan Slot, Alex Segura, Carla Pacheco, uh, with Mark Bagley and more on art. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know how many artists we have. And then on the second issue, we just have Dan Slot and more. They're all 48 pages, though. They're a little double-sized. And we are getting three of the five issues coming out in August. So we are triple shipped. And then we're going to do a giant-sized Gwen Stacy. 120 pages. Wait, okay, hold on. This Edge of Spider-Verse 3 says, In this issue, Spider-Man India and Night Spider. Wait, who is Night Spider? So we're getting essentially the black cat version of Spider-Man. So we're going to have to buy these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. We get a new Spider-Man UK and issue. Yeah, crap. We got to buy this whole stupid five issue series because I can't miss another friggin' Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Speaking we- of which, giant size Spider-Gwen. Yeah. 120 pages. Uh, oh. That's a heck of a one shot. Crystal Re- Stage. Presenting issues one and three of, Sta- of Gwen Stacy Limited. Series oh, so it's just a trade. So it's, it's just, a just a trade. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, damage control number one. Uh, looks like my boy Moon Knight's making an appearance there. And it's uh, the creator of the, of TV's The Goldbergs taking the, the reins of uh, the writing duties there. Uh, I'm curious if it's going to be funny. Ha ha. It looks like it. You've got the uh, three-fingered uh, Nightcrawler doing weird gang signs, so that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. 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 She-Hulk, Quicksilver, Ghost Rider, Nightcrawler, and Moon Knight. Whoever the dude in the suit is. More Captain America, Symbol of Truth. More Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. Some dope-looking Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. I really like that cover. Strong Marco Cicchetto cover. Yeah. Shang-Chi, the penultimate of this five-issue Chris Claremont Gambit series is here. Tagging up a few more X books like X Men Legends and Exterminators, Knights of X, Legion of X, X Men ninety two is ending with its fifth issue. New Mutants, and then we have X Men and Moon Girl number one. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, Mahale Mashigo on writing, David Cutler on art. 
cupboard is bare with these creators I've never heard of. Uh, amazing tying in, doing a Hellfire Gala tie-in. Amazing Spider-Man number nine. We're going to finish up Spider-Punk with issue five. Clash in DC. I see what they did there. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 41. Carnage 6, Venom 11. This is Selim's Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. Interesting. Avengers. Midway through the variants by Gail Simone. By this time, Thunderbolts is one down. Defenders Beyond, Ant-Man, three of four for that Al Ewing run. Weird Mech Strike books, Jane Foster and The Mighty Thor. Man, so many nothing books. I hate to say that, but so many just nothing books. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just for the Marvel zombies. I mean, if you're a casual Marvel fan, you're not going to be drawn in by Iron Cat. Wild cards, the drawing of cards. That seems... This is a snoozer. I've heard good things about these Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood, or at least um, some of the stories have been I've heard have been done well. I didn't like the first one. Um, I haven't read the second one yet. I don't know if it's out. Um, I did not. I didn't like it enough that I didn't buy the second print of the first issue. Gotcha. If that tells you anything, it does. Tells me a lot. Yeah. And you know, even uh, Moon Knight fourteen, the the regular series is is dragging, is dragging. It, it got to issue model issue eleven, so I'm curious. You know, once we get to twelve, you know, all bets are off. We are due for about another decade of no Moon Knight. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious how much further, or at least getting to fourteen, it looks like. So that that'll get us to the third trade. But we're also getting Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, Jody Hauser, uh, Ibrahim Robertson, and yeah. several covers. The Fist of Conchu meets the embiggened Fist of Miss Marvel. Does did you, you wouldn't put those together? I don't no, normally, no. So, yeah, I will probably check that out. For We've sure. got a completely crazy person. Let's put him with a small girl. Yeah. Boy, I hate everything about the cover for New Fantastic Four number four. Yeah, that's Alan Robinson's art, and uh, I am not a huge fan of that. Don't like the She-Hulk cover. That's the worst of all of them that have come out, and I've been fairly high on the Jen Bartow covers, but that is awful. Y- yeah, they've all um, they've all got this color palette that is um, not pleasing. Not a pleasing color palette. The Punisher 5. Uh, that is awesome. Jesus Saez is just gorgeous. Or if you're a hillbilly like me, it says, Jesus says. 
Jesus says, or Jesus says, whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. But that is an awesome cover on that Punisher Five. I love that. Uh, the Born Barons uh, cover for Ghost Rider: Vengeance Forever. <laughs> Holy moly, I'm That's scared. Awesome. <laughs> then we're gonna do um, another Ghost Rider. Iron Man 23, Captain Marvel 41, Black Panther, Thor. Thor versus Venom by Donny Cates. So oh, he gets are we launching Alien? But we get, uh, in Thor 28, we get Thor versus Venom. So we get Donny Cates writing both of them in the same book. Yeah, that makes sense. He'd wedge that in there. Mm-hmm. Alien got rebooted. I didn't realize that, was, that was happening. Yeah. Good cover on that, Bjorn Barons, yet again. Is that the Alien cover? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Normally I'd say, ooh, look at that Lineal Francis U, but not compared to the Bjorn Barons. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah, Mando cover, too. That's nice. Very That's nice. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Or Andrews. 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 Kari. Kari. Sixth issue of Han Solo and Chewbacca. Penultimate of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Got four other covers, too, that we don't get to see even postage stamps of. Blah, 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 Bounty Hunters. Blah, 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 Aphra. At this point, it's getting to be blah, 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 Vader as well, unfortunately. Sorry, Greg. So do you regretting not um, getting this Obi-Wan book? No. Probably not. nothing in there that's not that's going to tie in with the show anyway, right? I mean, it's just essentially telling Clone Wars stories. Gotcha. Hopefully something happens in one of these books, the Vader or else, but they've been just kind of boring. What do you think of the Chris Sprouse cover for, or the Raza cover for Darth Vader 26? Which okay. one's the, all the, the main cover? Yeah, the main cover. It's with very the, cool. The, the sand. sand. Yeah. yeah. Alex Malieve's not bad either, the inset. Yeah. Rest is just hard co- hard covers and trades, collected editions and all kinds of that well, fun Fantastic stuff. Four Full Circle is more than just a trade. That's... Okay, tell me about Fantastic Four Full Circle and okay. why I should care. You should care because this is Alex Ross. Doing interior art. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he does a lot of interior art. So this is kind of him. He's doing everything. Um, and I got to check it out. I got to check it out. I think I think. So be is creating. it like a story? Or is it like all the other stuff he's done where it's just posters and murals? It, yeah, it's, and... from what I understand, it's not painted style art like he does for his covers. It's a different style he, he's his style is different for this so it's the diet coke version of it maybe or you know or maybe it's you know it's something he's always wanted to do always had it in his drawer working on it and he's, so it's passion project could be fantastic um, ah, i see what you did there or it could be terrible i don't know but it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I think. Well, the price. This is this is one they're only they're asking what twenty bucks for, 25. twenty five. 
25 minus, um, you know, deep discount pricing. Going to get half that. 12 bucks to, to check out a full. That you probably can be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever a, a special poster jacket is, you get one of those. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're right. After that point, it's it's all trades and new printings and reissues and hardcovers and collections. Um, see if anything of note pumps out. They're collecting the uh, Hulk Grand Design Jim Rugg book. That's kind of nice. Down when you finally get to page 85, you're finally getting the vo- the fourth volume of the Moon Knight Epic Collection, the Butcher's Moon trade paperback. Who is Zelenitz? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that writer's name. Yeah, because this is Moon Knight 1 through 6 from 1985, Marvel Team Up from 1972, uh, Marvel Fanfare from 1982, Mark Spector Moon Knight 1 through 7, and Solo Avengers 3, Marvel Fanfare 38 and 39 from 1982, and Marvel Superheroes number 1 from 1990. Okay, okay. Yeah, old, old school stuff. All right. Zelenitz. Okay, very cool. That's an interesting collection. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. 450 pages, and you can get this pre-ordered for 20 bucks. Man, you can't beat that. So many epic collections, and, um, you know, people that collect the, uh, the epic collections, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm going to say is do not buy Amazing Fantasy 1000. It's a lie. It is a lie. And don't support it. We will not be tricked. Your math cannot be yeah. that fuzzy. No fun, no profit. <laughs> hey, it's the good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit reminding you that nobody Patreons like we Patreon. So join us at C4FAP. And go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, Something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community. And you get early and ad-free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you. Sign up today. All right, Drew, I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming over to our good friends at Comics Heating Up to find our cover price top 10. Let's see what is moving like crazy on the secondary market, Drew. Yeah, we can um, do it in order this time since uh, you're leading. <laughs> I'm not going to save this till the end. Like a gentle nudge, a gentle nudge. Let's start <laughs> at rank 10 with Catwoman 43, of course, the Sozo Biakia 1 in 25. A beautiful Polaroid of Harley and Catwoman. This thing is flying off the shelves. Already flew off the shelves. 25 auctions for just raw copies. Uh, $240. But we had high sales of over 400 already on this book. It's crazy. Very nice. At rank 9, we have the Sensational She-Hulk. Of course, She-Hulk everywhere. This is the 1989 First appearance, the meta-aware and third wall-breaking. First issue of her second series is what we're talking about with Sensational. 
a CGC 9.8 going for $260 and 40 copies moving on the secondary market. Thor, God of Thunder, Thunder number two. Of course, this is Gore the God Butcher's first appearance. 40 copies still moving on the secondary market. And we are up to 500 bucks for that CGC 9.8 because those trailers look so good. Uh, we have Thor, God of Thunder, number one from that series. Key books in a storied run tend to get bumped when adaptations make their way to the big screen. And this book is no different. The first mention of Gore the God Butcher goes hand-in-hand hand with his first appearance in our previous book. Do you believe that, Drew? What, that key issues in great runs? No, that when you talk about Thor, God of Thunder number one, this is the first mention of Gore the God Butcher. I don't remember that. Maybe. <laughs> I just knew cameo appearances drive you nuts. Mentions, I assumed, would as well. The excitement for Bale's depiction of Gore is palpable, and he has a tremendous amount of excellent source material to choose from. After the latest Thor trailer, Gore remains on the brain as collectors continue to pick up books he has featured or even mentioned in. 26 copies moving on the same secondary market, $155 for a CGC 9.8. Yeah, I've, I've thought it over, and you're correct. Um, that's dumb. Super dumb. There you go. I mentions, mentions suck. <laughs> and thumbs down on mentions at rank six the savage she-hulk number one from 1980 after the recent full trailer and a mixed version of she-hulk the series from disney plus this book has finally picked up the speed it deserves disney appeared to take note from the production of sonic tweaking some of the cgi and and uh watching a large majority of detractors simply fade to the background 43 copies on the secondary market skyrocketing this CGC 9.8 to $919. At rank 5, we have Speed Racer number 1 from 1987. Speed Racer, the Demon on Wheels, is reportedly receiving a TV series adaptation. Per the Hollywood Reporter, J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, is set to produce the series. So we have, which aims to get back to the character's roots, Speed is, a belo is Beloved. His first appearing in a manga back in 1967, followed directly by an animated version in Japan and later America. So this is his first comic book appearance, Drew, but he appears in a manga before this. So, just so it's FYI. really the manga, right? Yes, that's exactly manga, what manga. Manga. 19 copies on the secondary market, $60 for a CGC 9.0. So the ceiling we haven't quite figured out for this. At rank four, we have Thor number one from 2014. This is, of course, um, your female Thor, your uh, awesome big giant book when it came out and still continues to be that way. CGC 9.8, $325. People can't wait to see Natalie Portman uh, in that role in the new movie. Raw is going for about 100 bucks. It's crazy. It's sold like like crazy too. There's tons, yeah, a of lot of out. copies out there. Yeah. Infinite Crisis number five, the Jim Lee cover from 2006. Blue Beetle has been around in some form or another in comics since 1939. The most recent and arguably most popular is Jamie Reyes becoming Blue Beetle in the first issue of in this issue for the first time. Recent set photos of DC's Blue Beetle, set to release in 2023, have been making waves across social media. Sholo Marabuena of Cobra Kai fame depicts the character in an incredible comic-accurate costume. I love the costume. It looks great. 30 copies on the secondary market. High sale of $400 for a CDC 9.8. Countdown presents the search for Ray Palmer, Superwoman, Batwoman, Batwoman number... Uh, 
Yeah. Number one from 2007, DC and Warner Brothers come out swinging this week, pushing the market for some lesser-known characters per variety. Comedian Leslie Jones has been selected to portray Plastic Woman, who first appeared in this gender-swapped book in an upcoming DC animated adult economy. Hmm. High sale of $155.90 for CGC 9.8. And at rank one, we have Dai Kamikaze number one by Now Comics from 1987. The preview appearance of Speed Racer number one is a little out of place in a comic about giant robots. But the demon on wheels is still cool. Fans and collectors are actively picking this former $2 book up as news broke about a new Speed Racer TV series. With a storied history dating back to 1967 depicted in manga, TV, and the big screen, and comics like this from the 80s, Speed Razor has a diverse and massive fan base across the multiple generations. And you are shorting, uh, short-selling Speed Racer, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you, we, don't, we don't have any confidence that that's going no. to do anything. Yeah. No. Unless they cast somebody nuts, and then I even say sell them then. Yeah, I, I can't see it working. I yeah. just can't. Um, we're different. $30 for Raw. Yeah. At rank 11, we have Mullet Cop. Um, this is a scout book. Uh, $20. Uh, I believe my pick of the week at one point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, my stupid ads are covering up my... I can't read anything. Okay, there it is. Uh, what If number 10 comes in at rank 12 from 1978. This is not the first appearance of Jane Foster as Thor, but kind of is. Kind of is. So it's a different version of Jane Foster as Thor. So um, the character goes by the name of Thordis. So that's a little different, right? Um, Definitely sold different. Yeah, 28 additional copies. and But did have a high sale of 500 bucks for a 9.6. Not too bad. Spawn number nine, the first Angela. We think we're going to get get her in a Guardians book or Guardians um, MCU movie at some point. So that's spiking again. 18 additional copies uh, with a high sale of $170 for a CGC 9.8. Sold online. Uh, X-Men number four from 1992. This is Omega Red and Mephisto. Uh, No, no. Uh, The multiple... Speculated MCU, MCU introductions of Omega Red and Mephisto were some of the year's biggest misfires. So much so that Mephisto became a running joke. The comic community was, community was so into this book that it landed in our top ten four times. Despite this, collectors are still buying into this book with 23 sales tracked last year. So is it... I forgot. Is X-Men 4... That's Omega Red, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Mephisto is like a l- l- older character. Correct. Uh, rank 15, we have Something is Killing the Children, 23. Uh, the Virgin Bloody One Per Store book um, that we liked but couldn't pick uh, because it was a One Per Store book. Correct. Uh, and it was uh, 29 copies of this sold, uh, selling for around 70 bucks for a raw. What's that? Probably around a, like a 1 in 50 price. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, Venom, Lethal Protector number one from 1993, uh, continues to sell. 19 additional copies sold with a high sale of 180 for a CGC 98. I really got to dump all mine. 
Why am I keeping them? <laughs> for Venom 3 or 4? No. Just get get rid of them. That's right. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 4 from 2014. Uh, sold. What is this? Oh, the Cindy Moon and Silk's first appearance was in this issue. So, uh-huh. So I have this, this and the variant of this. Yes. I think you have tons of these, don't you? Uh, I went a little deep. Yeah. Uh, 16 copies of the high sale of $400 almost for a CGC 9.8. Fantastic. Uh, Moon Knight number one from 1980 continues to 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 make its way onto this list. Um, 21 additional copies with a high sale of $729 for a 9.8. Well, I'm sure, I don't know why Werewolf by Night hasn't popped back up on here again. You know, you'd think first or second appearance in Werewolf by Night would, would make an appearance every once in a while. Yeah, because they're so friggin' expensive. You're moving like one or two of them because nobody else can afford them. That's true. That's true. I still have my second appearance somewhere. Mm. Mm, sell it. Yeah, I've already sold my first. Um, Spawn 1 from 1992 uh, continues to sell uh, 25 additional copies with a high sale of 201 bucks for a 9.8. So back over 200 bucks again. That's awesome. And rounding out the top 20 is Captain Carter number 1. Um, we don't know why this sells, but 23 additional copies are have sold and at a high sale of $220 for a CGC 9.8 already. Already. That's already. Great. Nuts. All right, Drew. We've talked about the things currently popping off on the market. Now let's make sure that we check our orders, add a few things through this FOC so we don't have to try to buy these things on the secondary market for extra money. We get a lovely curated list sent from our good friends at Deep Discount Comics and Cowabunga with a list of the items that we can add or modify to our order. Sometimes we get a few extra glances at some art that we didn't get during our previews process, and we can do a few cool things through that. And we have a couple days here on the weekend to make sure that we get those orders in. So, Drew, join with me as we start in D.C. since we didn't have them last week and see what they are offering for our FOC. Probably chock full of stuff. Yeah, we... Of course, start with Action Comics 1044. We're going to do lots of Pride Month stuff. Lots of Pride Month stuff, yep. Um, so, Action curious. has one, Aquaman. I mean, will the Pride Month stuff be sought after? It wasn't over the last couple of years. It, yeah. It, it neither did uh, the Pacific Islander Month stuff or the special month things have not been hitting too hard. Yeah. But we shall see. This may be the year that that changes. Every once in a while, one of the quarterly books, mm-hmm. either like whatever, like around a holiday or whatever, um, those, every once in a while those hit because there's something that happens in them. But yeah, for for the most part, you could probably steer clear of all those. Yeah. Harley has the Pride Month stock cover as well. Actually, not as many Pride covers as I thought they'd have for for the first week or two. Well, yeah, this is FOC, so we've, we've probably seen a lot of them already. Yeah. Um, DC versus Vampires Killers, n- number one, one yeah, shot. Because this stuff's coming out the final week of, ju- of June. Yeah, yeah, so we've probably already seen all the stuff. I just love that Deathstroke, uh, 1 in 25. Philia, 
Brodekin cardstock. It's just, oh, what's going on there? But it's so detailed, hyper detailed. Like, uh, there's so much going on on that cover. It's just, I love it. You, you, you probably, you're probably saying busy, right? A lot going That's on. Probably not your style. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really think it's cool. This would be somebody. This would be somebody that I could, I would like follow. Like I'm gonna start grabbing his stuff, but not at not at one in twenty five prices. I can't stop looking at the DC versus Vampires Killers number one, the cover B, the homage cover. That's still such a good cover. What's it an homage to? The other cover that looks exactly like that that I can't think of. Is that like a. Batman was, 400 or something? Yeah, like the Raza Gold cover era stuff. Gotcha. And we have some dummy thick versions of your favorite characters in the 1 and 25. Like, we have caked up Catwoman and Harley like crazy. Robin and Flatline kissing. One fifteen. Mm. If that's a big deal or not. Is it Black Caravan the imprint? Um, the, sta- the Scout imprint. They have this vanity book that looks kind of interesting. And Behemoth number one. Behemoth from Black Caravan. That looks kind of rad. Yeah. Yeah, Robin, the Robin covers have been good throughout. They've been really solid. Who's, uh, who's Batman kissing on Detective 1061? Is that, uh, Talia? What cover? The A? The A. No, well, yeah, I'm gonna say it probably has to be. Yeah. God, how much? How much is that? Deathstroke Inc. Ten, one and twenty-five. Let me look at that. That is thirty-five dollars. Oof, too much. <laughs> too much going on, and too much being too much being asked. Mm. Yeah, too much money. It's uh, it's very reminiscent of a Where's Waldo. Yes, I mean, yeah. If you got okay, so get a virgin of this, and a, a virgin cover of this, and then just that's frameable. Yeah. So good. What's next? What's after? Scout and Vault. A lot of number ones from Scout. Bush Leaguers, number one. A lot of fun stuff from Scout, but you just never know. Um, what's next? Marble? IDW? Sure. Yeah. Go IDW first. We've got Dark Spaces Wildfire number one. Scott Snyder book. Yeah. So check that out. 
It's uh, an anthology he, what, series, so. What's his deal, man? I mean, like he was DC's boy, right? Yeah. Like he to- he he toted the water for for DC only. Mm-hmm. And and now he's just sprinkling himself everywhere, which is cool. Why not? Spread your wings. But I would have never guessed that, you know. I th- I just would have assumed that he would just everything he did would be either a black label book or a mainline DC book. Yeah, I'm guessing he was ne- he's ne- he was never exclusive. I guess never signed exclusive. I just thought he was. So the different covers between from this book make it look like completely different books because it actually looks like it's a firefighter book. Weird, right? Yeah, but that's not what you get from the cover A. But it's definitely get what you get from the Tulalote. So strange. Yeah. I mean, it looks more read it. Yeah, it, I think it'll be worth it. Of course, I said that about the Capullo, Snyder Capullo book that I never, I never even cracked yet. Just sitting there stacked up. All right, let's see what Marvel has in here. They're just long. Just really long. That Mercado variant for Amazing Spider-Man number five is not bad. Kind of like the look of it, and it's 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 normal priced. I don't know what the Ribic looks like. Is, do we have a do we have a look at the Ribic yet? I do not. This is the um, this is the book. Before Legacy 900, so they might also might tease something here that is expanded on in 900, and 900 will be super uh, distributed, whereas this would be a little lower print run. Um, so there's possible possible money to be made there if they tease something that they expand on and it's and it hits. You said no, nothing on the Ribic. I, it's a, it's not bad. It's pretty good, but it's okay. Just okay. My computer won't even pick it up. Fortnite cross Marvel. A lot mm-hmm. of kid covers, and then you, out of nowhere, you get a one in twenty-five by Bjorn Barons again. <laughs> Doing a Fortnite book? Yeah, that's awesome. It must be a, yeah, it's like a one in 25 or one yep. fifty. Thor 25 going to a second printing. I think want 40 bucks for a one in 25. That's nuts. Good cover fight from Art Germ on the X Men Hellfire Gala. Is King Conan? That's is that it? Yep. Yeah, that's it, right? And that's um, King Conan six of six, and then that's the end of the license too. I it's gone. Leave. Isn't Conan open source or public domain? I don't domain? think. So. I don't think so. There's, yeah, it's something weird. Like like the Conan licensing <laughs> agreement expired. Marvel didn't read up it 
I think it's going back to Dark Horse, maybe. Um, but also, like, Marvel can keep telling stories, I think. I, I don't know. It, it's really weird. I, I'm going to have to dig into it to figure out exactly what the deal is. But I, I know it expired, and I know they're going to lose it. But I, but I don't know that it's that severe of a loss for them. Only two floppy comics from Dark Horse, so I'm heading straight to Image, where we just had a conversation about the word public domain, and we have public domain number one from Image. Chip Zdarsky, writing and art on this. Yeah, I, this is this is something I'm super excited about. Um, I can't wait to read this. I've heard really great things. He's doing everything, so... Um, I think, I think it'll be really good. Chipper's not sleeping much. He's just cranking out books. Yeah. Sid Dallas is, is responsible for pop culture's greatest hero, The Domain. But his sons, Miles and David, have complicated relationships with both the creation and their creator. Can they convince their dad to fight for their family legacy? This fun and heartfelt series will be written by Chip Zdarsky. Kyle, look... Uh, what's the furthest place from here, number seven? Look what's back. Our vinyl, deluxe edition of vinyl. Wait. Wow. <laughs> they brought it back. Did they not skip? Did they not yeah. skip a, yeah. an issue or two? Yeah. So, I guess your collection is going to have a hole in it. Where? <laughs> I don't, where, where do you see the vinyl one? Uh, deluxe edition, fifteen ninety nine. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the discount and thinking, that's not enough. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's not It's not much. Interesting. Yeah, so... And there's we, a we, one per store deluxe. Is that a little more? Yeah, I don't know what the difference is. It's actually cheaper to get the one per <laughs> store. I mean, so does so is like the first person who orders that gets it, the one per store for seven ninety nine. Yes, hundred percent. Let's do that. <laughs> or is that just not supposed to be in the order form? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> oh wait a minute, these because this is like, is this a reissue? This is second pressing on the other one. Oh, what's going on? We will do some digging because I am unaware. Yeah. Boom, giving us more Buffy 97 and Seven Secrets, and then that is all. Ablaze Comics gives us Catgirl. That's Antarctic. Oh, Antarctic. Sorry, Ablaze was the other one. My bad. What is Catgirl about? Looks kiddish. Yeah. Hard pass, then. Okay. From... Action Lab, we have Hamlin, number one, uh, from Cristiano Del Monte and Francisco Zapparadio. Cool. In Brooklyn, Edward Kelly, Josh struggles to survive, avoiding the assault of their teacher and a vicious janitor. Their only chance to survive is to head towards an abandoned metro station. Like, the, the Little Monsters is... The kids are kind of killing off the adults. We had, um, in, in what's the furthest place from here, you know, when when you get to be an adult, you got to go. 
leave the tribe. Yeah, you got Logan's run or whatever. We do a lot of that. Op- I'm trying to think if I know Opus. I know Joe Satriani, guitarist, what? guitar rock god, Joe Satriani, unless there's another one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's something, it's got music in it. So I bet you that's the Joe Satriani. Oh, yeah. Um, a Vampiverse book from Dynamite. Oh, my goodness. All right, Drew, this is the point of podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What is your one book to run to the old LCS and snag up this week? It's got to be my boy Chip. Um, his book, Public Domain. I'm super excited for it. Um, I've, I've loved ev- pretty much everything he's done. So, from Sex Criminals to now. They've all been pretty darn good. So, I um, want to go with that one. There you go. And I'm going to stick with Hamlin number one from Action Lab. Yeah, we haven't picked an, an Action Lab in a long time. You said it's Hamlin? Hamlin. Okay. Locked and loaded. There you go. Drew, I'm just noticing that our good friends at CBSI, our comic book invest, do not have a hot 10 for this week. They don't. They do not. So. Prepare yourself. For Dork Day Afternoon, a brand new actual play podcast. You performers! Oh, that's fun. The brainchild of two brothers, spawned from their desire to crush the fictional hopes and dreams of their friends and loved ones. You remember what I said about being a a monster of a GM? Someone has to be a monster, and the GM's the one who probably should be. Two shows every week. On Mondays, coming to you from the end of the world, two past midnight. A Twilight 2000 4th Edition campaign. As if being in prison wasn't stress enough. War is hell, gentlemen. And on Thursdays, the circus comes to town with Encore of the Lost, a playthrough of the Extinction Curse AP, written for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Failure to know! What is it, pumpkin? I'm looking at pumpkins! Roll for initiative. Natural 20 for a total of 24. 25. F*** you. (laughs) (laughs) Dork Day Afternoon. Listen, your life might just depend on it. Actually, Kyle, it is available um, only the next day. So, uh, yeah, CBSI didn't get their Hot 10 out before uh, our recording, but it's up now, so we'll go ahead and take care of that right now for you. At number one, Batman number 423, the Todd McFarlane foil variant. It's 400 bucks. Uh, I get that this original cover is considered a top five post-Silver Age Batman cover. Does that mean the full version of this should be so expensive? Good for you if you love it. Uh, Rank two, we have Star Wars from 2000. uh, Star Wars number 17 from 2000 earlier. It's a Dark Horse book. $125 raw. Um, We figured there would be some Obi-Wan connections. and So this one is Quinlan Voss being named, dropped, um, caused an uptick in his first appearance. It's so crazy how Star Wars could branch into 500 different areas if they really wanted to, which is why Star Wars fans crack me up when they get upset about something being out of canon. Yeah, nerds are the worst. Um, From Boom at rank three, we get Grimm number one going to a second print and getting some heat. Uh, $30 because of allocations, so this led to higher prices. Um, they know what gets people bu- um, talking and buying. Uh, Boom knows what they're doing. 
the Catwoman one in twenty five. Catwoman number forty three comes in at rank four. The one in twenty five variant was one hundred seventy five bucks. Now it's two fifty. Just keeps getting higher. It's a must have book, I guess. Um, uh, so yeah, this continues to. That was well worth the the one in twenty five ratio. Um, so you you just never know. Um, Department of Truth. Number 18, the Todd McFarlane 1 in 100 comes in at rank 5. It has now went from 175 uh, to $300, and the foils are also doing well. At rank 6, we have Batman Killing Time, the Ben Oliver, Killing Time number 4, the Ben Oliver 1 in 25 variant. Um, this is just another one of those. Catwoman covers that looks very similar to all the other ones, but um, this one's going for sixty or seventy dollars. So good on you. Uh, we have the Star Wars Rebels trade paperback, one per store, uh, coming in at rank seven. So it's going for fifty bucks. Um, if you limit a Star Wars book to one per store, it's going to sell well. Even though this is a trade, they're selling well at the moment compared to floppy. So I would actually expect more of these limited trades in the future. So kind of an interesting angle to take. Good for you um, for figuring that out. And at rank eight, we have Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 38, the Scan 1 in 50 variant. Um, this book uh, is at 75 to $80. Uh, it's a spider smasher uh, first appearance. And um, there you go. Heat, heat, heat. At rank nine, we have Avengers Forever number six. It's going in the fifteen to twenty buck range for Vibranian, Vibranian Man, Vibranium Man. First appearance. Um, I, I can't imagine this being a long-term hold, but maybe um, fifteen to twenty bucks. And at rank ten, we have the Amazing Spider-Man the movie number one from 2012 it's the andrew garfield photo cover 70 to 80 dollars uh, being sold um since i guess there's andrew garfield signings coming up so photo co covers are really selling all over the place um so there you go interesting angle there as well uh, honorable mention goes to ironheart number 10 the e-viewing uh, Luciano Vecchio book. It's uh, the first appearance of Riri's father. So that's given us spec now. 25 to $30. And you should be able to find plenty of Ironheart number, Ironheart number 10 out there uh, sitting in bins where they, people haven't noticed that it spiked. So um, yeah, grab that up for cover or less. Uh, Super Duper Comics number three uh, is the old school highlight. Uh, 9.2 just sold for $13,200. Um, it's the most expensive copy of it ever that sold. But um, it does say America's newest sensation right there on the cover. Um, and it's a nice bright yellow book. It doesn't say it's a promise collection, but a 9.2, pretty solid at the 10 center. Very cool. So, sorry Kyle didn't get to do that, but we did get the... CBSI just a little after our recording and we thought we'd bring that back to you the listener 
So screw them. Let's move right on Let's into the uh, sneak peek at next peek. week for our June 8th and June 7th items. Uh, let's creep around in our DC products and see what they have for us. So we're heading over to Lunar Distributions to see what our items are here. And here we are seeing a bunch of the first um, of the Pride variants coming out in June. Starting with Batman 124 and the very cool Amy Reader Pride cardstock. Oof. Oh, like, yeah, I like a lot of that. That's a lot. That's really nice stuff. Good Greg Capullo doing Dark Crisis cover B. Yeah, that's a good one. Nightwing makes the cover of, of the cover E by Bruno Redondo, of course. Jim Lee's Crisis Homage rap. It's a cool. I can't see much of it because just like their uh, previews, we get a lot of postage stamp size looks at things here. Yeah, even if you click on it, you're not getting the biggest image. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of segmented. Looks like it's, what, eight panels? Yeah, uh, on each so sixteen ac sixteen across both both pages. Dark Knights of Steel number seven is one of the dopest covers of all time, and my boy Dan Mora is drawing it. Yeah, the dragon. I would like Batman on the back of a fire breathing dragon, wielding a sword <laughs> in knight's armor. Yeah. What are you high? Yeah, Just do it. Just do it. Draw it. You can sell that. You'll be able to sell that original art for $10,000. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We'll go do your pre previous pick of Justice League 75. Um, we're getting a second printing of that. As well we should. The cover A for Monkey Prince 5, the Jaws homage, is a good time. Very nice. Sometimes those hit, those homages to yeah. uh, movies. Hey, I picked Quest Aside as my pick of the week not too long ago, and it went to a second print. Very cool. For our good friends at Vault, so that is awesome. I think I picked Quest Aside, but... You know, who's maybe you picked it in FOC and I picked it during the sneak or vice yeah, versa. One of the two. Because you follow me and do whatever I say. Yes, you are my American Idol. <laughs> All right, not, st not bad, not bad. Let's head on over to Previews World and see what the rest of our publishers have and start with Image Comics. Still wasn't Closet released last week yes that's weird did it get did it get delayed because of um supply chain or something yes i will say i do not let's have the say answer that, that though, let's yeah. say that there's or, little monsters i remember yeah. it's fourth issues coming out that's cool metal society 2 i just read the first issue i liked it a lot it was uh pretty cool um robots have uh they run the show, and they they create humans now in little test tubes, um, just for funsies. Funs. Have, 
Yeah, they don't. There's some jobs that are too mundane for them. They don't want to do it because they're higher functioning than we are. So they they've created some human people to do that, and we're they're on the like the third generation of humans that they've created in test tubes, and um, they're up. You know, so and now some of these earlier generations are having like babies the regular way, which they think is just hilarious. The, the robots do. So it's kind of an interesting sci-fi look at uh, robots robots ruling the, the world robots robots very neat which uh takes me to there's a netflix series called uh i think it's love death and robots or something like that okay it's on its third season and uh the third season it, they're very independent uh small animated you're never gonna watch uh, them because they're animated, but they're all like five minutes a piece or something, and just different animated things. And season three has a sequel to one that showed up in season one. It's very much of that same exact premise. Oh, very cool! Very yeah. cool. Perhaps stolen. Perhaps. Perhaps idea stolen. How dare they? Um, Ward number one from Dark Horse. We talked about this. We have a few things. I keep getting confused on these because we have a lot of space means er here for, for yeah. uh, Dark Horse Comics. Of course, Kevin yeah. Scott writing this. So he goes from Star Wars High Republic to the Ward. Very interesting. And it was, it's true, because we did have the, was it E-T-E-R? Exactly. Yeah. I think the Ward looked better. Like some of, like, we had yeah. some weird things on some different things. I liked them. I'm all the way down to Marvel before I find anything else I like. Really? Yeah. All right, well, go ahead. Of course, this is where our Fortnite cross Marvel begins with these Christos gaze written. But are we really expecting anything from the story? Are we literally just propping up, you know, digital currency from uh, Fortnite? But who knows? I, did we not get something that popped in one of the Fortnite books because something was introduced there? Does that sound right? That does not sound right. No. They've been forgettable. Is what you're but you, ha- you can get a dope Sinkovich variant. Yeah. Ghost Rider wow. number one going to a third print. Yeah, very cool. Well, I have only read the first two issues, but they've been good. Jane Foster Thor starting its five issue arc here. Kyle, is the Christanthan Star Wars Tales number one going to hit again? No, because it's just redoing Star Wars 14, 15, and 20, as well as Dr. A for Annual One, which are all things I own, so this book needs to die. So, yeah, just a reprint. Yeah. But I do like the photo variant. Yeah. Some facsimiles. We're getting Moon Knight number one's facsimile. That's fantastic. I'm so excited. (laughs) And that Star Wars action figure variant is Luke in Battle Poncho. Man, I never had that figure. (laughs) No, I never went that deep. What if Miles Morales became Wolverine going to a second print? 
I didn't love those. No, they they all ended up just hacky, mm-hmm. which I knew they would be, but I thought they could still be something. Yeah. Thought, oh, there might be something here. I don't think there was. I don't think so either. Time will tell, but I'm saying no. Grim number one going to a second print from Boom Studios, and I like a different cover on that. Stephanie Phillips. So just FYI, get that. Orcs back with a new volume for The Curse. There you go. We had an interview with uh, Christine Larson, didn't we? Yep. At some point. So um, go back and I remember listening to that and thinking it was very interesting. So go back and listen to that and then pick up Orcs. Yeah, our patrons just got today an interview with Matt Kent. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Jason's crushing it. Cannot be that. Why do we give him all the fun jobs? Because <laughs> you would not believe the work it is to oh, yeah, juggle publicists and publishers and creator schedules and time zones. and uh, He's on Hawaii time, so that's a, another special brand that he has to deal with. But, you know, and then... He's, they cancel and reschedule on him all the time. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want his job. But he stays with it, and he, he does great work for us. Does great work with us for us. So much good stuff out there. And on our fledgling YouTube channel, which we are just barely converting stuff over, um, one of his early ones, um, Ed Pisker, the uh, pop family tree guy, um, is by far our number one uh, video over there it just it does really really well that's awesome pisker's army strong i think that might be it for me yeah nothing else really going on bunch of stuff coming out but no from Behemoth, we have Neverender number one from Devin Craft. It's a future book, mm. future space. We have New Think number one uh, from Artist Writers and Artisans. Did we talk about that? No, I don't think so. What's Gre- Greg Hurwitz. Oh, okay. This Black Mirror-style anthology examines the rapid proliferation of technology. I don't know big words. The culture and political polarization of the country and the technocrats that have driven us to such extremes as though that were... Man, they're going high-end on this. <laughs> they are giving me big words that I can't say, so I am just bowing out. But that was pretty much the end of the solicit anyway, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I, I like that during the FOC cycle, I remember. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, just call you Celine Dion. <laughs> Potions Incorporated from Mad Cave we talked about for a little bit. This was Radagast Jones, who instead of taking adventure, he uh, 
just makes potions and runs a shop. The call of adventure always seems to hang up whenever Radagast Jones tries to answer it, leaving him facing the dull future of working in his family's successful potion oh, shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. We but when like a this powerful artifact is stolen from his parents and and puts them under the terrible curse, Rand finally gets the quest he's been after his entire life. He and his siblings set off to find the missing artifact, and its trail leads them from their homeland of Primateria to the very strange realm of Earth. Yeah, and that plot has is like in every other fantasy. Yeah, could we get some uh, fish out of water uh, stuff? You yeah. got it. Uh, quest? Okay, check. Yeah. <laughs> Ragtag bunch of brothers? Check. <laughs> Check that Guy box. who doesn't know how to do any of this stuff? Check. Yeah. Yes. All right, Drew. It seems like we just did this, but I'm going to ask you for yet another pick of the week. Yes. Uh, I am going to go with, and I meant to, I, I talked this up a little bit during FOC, but I didn't pick it. But I want to pick it now, and I want to pick Skybound Presents After School. And it's, um, it's, a younger skewing book by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And I just like the um, attempt. And it's possible that this could be something um, optioned. So uh, I, I think I think there's some possibility here. Uh, Greg Henkel is doing the art. I'm a big fan of Greg Henkel. So that, that put it over the top for me. So there Skybound Presents After School Number 1 is my choice. And I'm going to say the Fortnite Marvel Zero War number one book will do some cool things. And if you can get get this Miles Morales Miles Morales UK exclusive cover, um, that's going to be pretty dope because that is a very cool cover with Miles on it and this weird cat character that my son very much enjoys. I really thought you were going to. Go with New Think. I thought that was. I thought you had that locked and loaded. I, I was. I was kicking around New Think. I was kicking around um, the Ward, and then I was like, Fortnite Marvel is going to go to a second print, and these are going to be on the secondary market for more than six bucks. I just know yeah. it. So all that Probably good stuff. Right. So I want to thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through our sneak peek in next week as we travel through the comic book world and see what we think is going to pop or what you should be reading and collecting. We thank you so much. Head on over to our Patreon. Uh, follow us there to have conversations with us about some of our unbridled thoughts on some of these things because, you know, Drew and I clean it up a little bit for you guys on the podcast. We try to be <laughs> respectable. But we're not always <laughs> like that in some ways. <laughs> and other really cool stuff that you can get for being part of our Patreon community. We really very much enjoy that. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. Hey guys, it's Drew from Comics for Fun and Profit. And it's time again to support Huracan. This is a fundraising comic convention for the Bethany Congressional Church of Eth Rockaway, New York. Sent to us by our friend David Dovid. Donovan, our friend of the show and patron, David Donovan. And why should you support Huracan? And this year it's being called FurnaceCon as well for that Bethany Congregational Church of East Rockaway, New York. Well, let me tell you in his own words. Hurricane Sandy hit my hometown of East Rockaway, Long Island. Homes were flooded, trees were toppled, boats were thrown on the mainland, and many residents were forced from their homes and lost everything. 
The Relief Center after Hurricane Sandy was located at the Bethany Congressional Church of East Rockaway Gym for months. Neighbors affected by Hurricane Sandy came in and walked out with whatever they needed to get on with their lives. Hundreds of people came to the Bethany Church during the following months and the gym floor took a beating. The gym floor has been redone and looks great, but we still had to pay for it. And that is what Huracan, a comic art convention, that is how Huracan, a comic art convention, was born. In addition to housing the Relief Center, Bethany has hosted Next Step Ministries at the church every summer since Hurricane Sandy. Next Step went into the surrounding community and performs repairs for free. So why support Bethany Church? The church has been part of the community since 1885. The church runs the Thriftique, which is a thrift store that sells clothing and household items at very reduced prices to many low-income families in the area uh, to come by and buy these items they could not afford somewhere else. Bethany also collects food for the Long Island Council of Churches Emergency Food Pantry and makes weekly contributions. Bethany Church is a member of the UCC and is an open and affirming congregation. That means that everyone is welcome to worship regardless of race, creed, religious affiliation, or sexual orientation. This winter, the church's furnace failed and had to be replaced. As you can imagine, this was a costly repair and Furnace Con came to be. What will you find at Furnace Con? Furnace Con 2022, comic books, of course, but also comic book writers and artists, toys, food, local artists, collectibles, cosplay, fellowship, and much, much more. We hope you consider supporting Fur Furnace Con on June 4th, 2022, and Huracan on later this year on November 11th. So we have two cons this year. Um, if you're interested in supporting Bethany Church's, Church through their Venmo, you can do so at Bethany East Rock. It's Bethany hyphen East Rock, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y hyphen East Rock, E-A-S-T-R-O-C-K. And please include a note that your donation is toward the furnace. Um, if you have more information, you can contact David Donovan at Huracon, H-U-R-R-I-C-O-N at yahoo.com or give him a call, 516 209 one five eight seven. So support her Furnace Con on June fourth, and save the date for Huracan later this year, November eleventh. All to support this church's efforts in their community. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number oh 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 one. We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic, customer service wise. Discounts they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Over and above uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile so responsive getting instantaneous uh responses back to uh questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it that's kind of cool really quality experience so we we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount, and that's why they're in our show 
notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes that mm-hmm. we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. If you listen to the end, you have heard a new record for College for Fun and Profit of the most ads inserted into a single episode. So, hey, congrats.